0: service of the Scott's Fork Christian Church I'm Otis Clark the minister and we are certainly happy to have you sharing with us this morning I'm going to be reading from 2nd Peter the first chapter verses 1 or 5 through 9 so if you will uh, listen to these words for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge And knowledge with self-control, and self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, and godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. This morning we're going to be talking about growth, and we're going to be talking about growing in Christ and uh, we're going to be talking also and we ask ourselves as we talk about this what is spirituality and uh, we all know that we are in the spring of 2022 Uh, the grass is turning very green the trees are sharing their new leaves and many many evidences of new life and evidences of things growing we need to understand that when we obey the scheme of redemption, the plan of salvation, then we are to understand that at that point we are a babe in Christ and that we need to understand what we need to do, what we need to think about in order that we might grow into a strong and mature Christian. A man was watching a woodcarver carve a six-foot bear out of a large chunk of wood. The man was fascinated as he watched him and finally asked him, how do you do that? And the woodcarver said, it really isn't as hard as it looks, what I do is get a huge piece of wood and I carve out everything that does not look like a bear. You see friends, that is what God is trying to do with your life and with mine. He wants to cut everything that does not look like Christ. Out of our lives. And so when we look at these teachings of Peter in, first, in uh, 2 Peter, the first chapter, uh, Peter shows that to be a spiritual individual that God wants us to become, we have to add things to our faith. We know that uh, uh, one of the things is foremost, foremost in obeying the scheme of redemption is that we must believe with all of our hearts that Jesus is the Christ the son of the living God that we must have faith in him and because of that faith we also realize we must confess his name we must repent of sins and we must be baptized but because just because we have been baptized and, and obeyed that particular command it does not immediately so to speak make us spiritual We have already seen that he told us to add to our faith virtue. What is virtue? Virtue is our core value from within. Whatever is in a Christian's heart is going to motivate him to action. Now, I want us to take a look this morning at some things that Peter tells us to do to add to our faith so that we can become a spiritual individual. Now, friends, that is profound terminology. terminology. We know that we're created in the image of God and that there is that spiritual part of us that is so important and is just as important as any other part of our makeup. So we want to look this morning at this particular teaching where Peter says to add to our faith the quality of knowledge. You see, Peter recognized that if we're going to be spiritual individuals, we are supposed to be, we must have spiritual understanding. In 2 Peter 1, 5, and the last part of that verse, it says, And beside this, give us all diligence add to your faith virtue which as I said a moment ago is our core value and to virtue knowledge and so we know today as we step back and seek seek to assess our world we know that knowledge that mankind has acquired is absolutely astounding and so many of us enjoy things in life because it is staggering the tremendous, tremendous things that God has given to mankind and enabled them to do. I think you will appreciate this. In the early 1930s, a farmer and his wife went to a fair and he was fascinated by the open cockpit airplanes and asked the pilot how much a ride would cost for him and his wife. And the pilot replied, $10 for 30 minutes. That's too much, said the farmer. Well, the pilot thought for a moment and he said, I'll tell you, I'll make you a deal. If you and your wife ride for 30 minutes without uttering a sound, the ride will be free. But if you make a sound, you will have to pay the $10. So the pilot took off and and he was determined to get that ten dollars and so he turned the airplane all kinds of ways he did the belly rolls he did the nose dives he did the inclines and at one time he actually flew upside down but the farmer never opened his mouth after they landed pilot said to the farmer i want to congratulate you for not making a sound you are a brave man and the farmer said maybe so but he said i got to tell you i almost screamed one time and the pilot said what was that and then the farmer replied when you did that first belly roll and my wife rolled out i almost screamed but then i thought about the ten dollars that i would have to pay if i opened my mouth well the amount of knowledge that man has been able to acquire is absolutely unbelievable when we look in the area of aviation and a fellow by the name of Odell Belgar, Belger has done a study and, sh- and shared some thoughts about uh, the 747 airplane. And let me just share a few things just to show you how unbelievable uh, mankind uh, has come in their knowledge and in uh, what they know. The 747, depending on the configuration, can seat between 450, 630 passengers. This airplane's fuelage size provides a cabin that's 20 and one half inches wide, 20 foot and one half inches wide, and 180 feet long. 185 feet long, excuse me. The 747 20. 200B is powered by four 50,000 thrust Pratt Whitney turbofans giving the airplane a maximum speed of 602 miles an hour at 30,000 feet. It has a cruising ceiling of 45,000 feet and a range of 5,980 miles. You see, only God could give man the knowledge to make the 747 fly. I think often as I look back on my life that many a time I've looked up into the air and saw a giant aircraft and to think about the many, many people, hundreds of people on the plane, the weight of the plane, how in the world can it take off? How can it stay up in the air? We all know that it is an incredible, incredible amount of knowledge that has been accumulated to bring that into existence that we could have such things in aviation. Daniel in the Old Testament tells us such an age would come into existence. And Daniel 12, 4 says, speaking of the end days, he says, Many will run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. And we all know that is true. We see that knowledge has increased, and we see that men are running to and fro. But while knowledge has increased for some, It has not for others. That is, when it comes to knowledge, it seems like God overlooks some, even in our age. And we want to notice, friends, that in seeking to grow and to go forward and be productive, that needless to say, we have got to heed that admonition that we read where it's in and adding to our faith. Let me read it again so that we keep it in our minds. For this reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge. And how can we get this knowledge that he is talking about? Peter said that if we're going to be a spiritual person, if we're gonna stand tall for Christ, if we're gonna make a difference, that we've got to understand that we need to add to our faith knowledge. Head knowledge. Listen, if we're going to become like Christ, we must have knowledge, listen to me, of who he is and what he is like. Friends, why are we in the mess that we're in in this world of ours? It's a big, big, big portion it is because people, many people who have made a commitment to Christ, but they have not grown, they have not sought to be mature individuals in the faith. They have not accepted uh, to the challenge where Peter tells us in his very words, be always ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you. And we need friends to do everything that we can to have a knowledge of who he is and what he is like. If we do not know who he is, if we do not know what he is like, how can we become like him? Knowledge of who he is comes from two places. First of all, in seeking to understand our Lord, listen to me, and understand his words, we have to know him in a relationship. We have to have a good relationship with him if we're going to gain knowledge of who he is we will all know that in order to develop a good relationship we have to listen to me invest time and energy into this if it becomes a reality in our lives and friends i can assure you that if you seek to do that if i seek to do that we will never see any time or anything in our life that would cause us to say but that we were doing the right thing in order to have a good relationship with the lord we're going to have to spend adequate time in prayer friends i hope you believe as i believe and i believe this because that's what the bible will tell us and want us to understand and that is this that prayer changes things Nothing is impossible with God. The prayer of an effectual uh, servant of the Lord fervent prayer brings about many many re- re- many results. And we build relationships by spending time with someone. That's why some folks best friends are the people that they work with each day. They spend time with these people and they have gotten to know them. Others say some best, uh, some folks' best friends are their neighbors. Why is that? Many reasons, but possibly because they spend time with them each week. And so we need people. And in this day, in my life, in your life, we will not spend time in seeking to build a relationship with Christ unless we work at it. Unless we look at a day... And there's 20, all of us have the same amount of time in a day, 24 hours. And unless we say, I'm going to make a concerted effort, that I'm going to spend time thanking the Lord, asking for his leading, asking for the forgiveness of my sins, asking he, to help him lead to lost souls to Christ, then it will not happen. And not only have we got to realize the power of prayer, and friends, it's so easy to say these things, but unless we make up our mind, and work at developing a time it will never happen and we have to know him through the word of god some folks want to give you the impression that they are super spiritual and that they have at least three ver- visions of revelations today but friends listen god will never reveal anything to anyone that is not already in the word of god and so god speaks to us through his written word, his preserved word. If you're going to add knowledge, a knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, no one has ever spoken as he has spoken. No one has ever lived as he has ever lived. No one can forgive like he can forgive. There's no one who gives us the hope of living eternally like Jesus Christ. And friends, if we're going to add knowledge to our faith, we are going to have to work to make time for it. Sunday school we have those who are teaching in our educational program who are doing a super job to it if we want to grow and our and knowledge to our faith we need to be in a church a church that preaches the Word of God we need to be in a church where the study of the Word is very important and if we're not willing to do this we're not going to be able to add knowledge to our faith It's amazing what people have learned about God in Sunday school. I read this little thing and said, did you hear about the Sunday school teacher that was teaching that God created everything, including human beings? And little Johnny seemed uh, uh, especially intent uh, when they told him how Eve was created out of one of Adam's ribs. Later in the week, the mother noticed them lying down as though if he were ill, and she yelled out in the yard, Johnny, uh, what's the matter? And low Johnny responded, I have a pain in my side. I think I'm going to have a wife. We all learn, all learn, and we learn a lot more in a Sunday school educational hour than possibly we ever realize. And how I'd like to encourage you to get into Sunday school class be faithful every Lord's Day get you the commentary get you the Bible get into the study so that you can grow in knowledge I've said it many times on this podcast said it many times from the Fork pulpit that Hosea said my people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge and that is true You see, friends, you know this without me really saying it, but I'll say it very quickly. People are going places. People are making more money possibly than they ever made in their lives. But, friends, what we need to realize, God the Father must feel like many times, like the fathers of our day who possibly don't give the time to their children that they ought to give. Christians are going to and fro, as we talked about in the words of Daniel to and fro on the face of the earth. Listen to this, friends. And many do not have time for God the Father. Let's ask ourselves, how are we spending our Mondays, our Tuesdays, our Wednesdays, our Thursdays, our Fridays, our Saturdays, our Sundays? Do you, do I, make a very concerted effort that we, make, that we make an effort to have time for the Lord and his church you see God is reaching out to us in many different ways but Satan tries to blind us to his efforts in First or Second Corinthians four, 4 listen to these beautiful words that Paul wrote to the Christians uh, in Corinth in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. You see, Satan constantly bombards us with anything and everything. He does this in order to keep us from investing time for prayer and the study of God's word that will cause us to increase in knowledge of who he is and what he is like. Yes, we need Head knowledge. We need to know in whom we believe. I love the song that says, I know in whom I believe and I am persuaded. I am persuaded against that day. But not only do we need head knowledge, and we also need heart knowledge. One person has said that the distance between heaven and hell is 18 inches. That is the distance between the average man's mind and his heart just because a person knows the lord intellectually does not mean he knows the lord in his heart Uh, there's much 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 more uh, than just knowing i'm not uh, belittling needless to say in no way excuse me in no way would i uh, belittle because that's just what i've talked about the importance of knowledge but also there's got to be heart knowledge as well and you can tell that to a large degree by the fruit that people bring forth and how their life is being lived out so he does not want them to head, uh, head knowledge speaking of uh, satan and uh, because that is where it all starts but he certainly does not want any of us to have heart knowledge You see, we all know Christian, different kinds of Christians. We have met another Christian, and in a matter of minutes, uh, we can decide uh, uh, whether they are a Christian or not. And you see, that depends. Uh, Many times, there's a lot of pretense. And what we need to see in an individual's life is substance. And I know we sing and use this word over and over and over again, the word love. But my friends, when you look at a person, he, she calls themselves a Christian, and you see the actions, you see that there's no question by the kind of way that they are appropriating their faith, that they are a genuine Christian, then you know that you are in in an excellent uh, situation but there are many, many people who pretend, And uh, but when it comes to being faithful to the Lord and His church day in and day out, when it comes to living a Christian life, when it comes to bearing one another's burdens, when it comes to uh, growing in knowledge so we can teach others the way of life, many times, sad to say, it is not there. Satan attacks our heart every day to keep us from knowing Him some here have been to the doctor because you've had a heart attack we are told today by the medical journals that heart attacks are the number one killer among us it causes more deaths than cancer more deaths than aids more deaths than accidents heart attacks are the number one killer in our country but listen friends everyone is not physically having a heart attack but i can assure you that some Christians are having spiritual heart attacks. Solomon says in Proverbs 4:23, "Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life." The first attack is spiritual hardening of the arteries. We've all heard doctors talk to patients and talk to family members and say that your loved one is suffering from hardening of the arteries uh, and things of this nature. But friends, how that we said that we have people by the thousands who have hardened their heart to the things of the Lord. Now, friends, that's a heavy statement. But by their fruits, we shall know them. And also, we understand that uh, a person can harden his heart to the place where that when the, the scriptures are read, when prayers are prayed, when people are trying to teach children, when people are trying to teach adults the way of the Lord, how to live, so that we can have happiness in our lives, so that we can have joy in our lives, so that we can have contentment. The heart has has become so hardened that it is no longer receptive to the teachings of Christ. So what can we do? We need to understand that what he does many times, he hardens people toward prayer. He hardens people toward the word of God. He hardens people toward attending church. He hardens people toward witnessing for our Lord. You see, he knows that he can harden our hearts toward these things, and when that happens, we're going to become weak and feeble Christians for him. Friends, let's ask ourselves, as I said at the front end of this message, what we're talking about is being a spiritual person, and you see to be a spiritual person and all of this all these things i've shared are of utmost importance but what we see at the very seat of everything is the condition of the heart the condition of the heart as proverbs says keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life let's ask ourselves how much do we love our lord how much are we committed to our lord How much are we trying to prepare ourselves as we live on the face of this earth that we can hear our Lord say to us, when we have finished life's journey, you have fought a good fight. Enter now into the joys of heaven and I will make you ruler over many things. Good and faithful servant, let me challenge you to realize and you know it before I even say it, that life is so short and I just encourage you, not only if you have never become a Christian, that you become a Christian. And then you do, as Peter uh, says here in this first chapter of 2 Peter, seek to grow, seek to have head knowledge, and then also seek to have heart knowledge. Have a compassion for the lost. Have a compassion for the for those who have never become Christians. Because you see, when we think about the life after this life, and we think about heaven, it is a prepared place for prepared people. We have to make preparation. And so I hope and pray that you know Christ, and if not, that uh, you seek out myself. My phone number is 859-236-4907. Call me. I'll meet with you and help you to understand how to make the greatest decision in your life. I'll pray with you, and I will share with you the teachings of God's holy word. And hopefully we'll help each other to grow and share eternity with Christ. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word. And Peter has written such profound words in in this book and we know that just like a little baby when he or she comes into this world if they do not grow and develop physically then things will not be as they ought to be certainly that is true with us that when we become a christian listen to me father help us to realize this that if we do not continue to grow continue to grow. And as we just have dealt with this fifth verse here in Second Peter, the first chapter, and that it says to add of virgin and virgin knowledge, that must be a must if we're going to be prepared uh, to serve you. Give us strength of that end. In his name we pray. Amen.